Hola. Bienvenidos. I'm JJ Saldana. And I'm Rebecca DeLeon. Welcome to another episode of The Latino Card. We are recording out of uh, the Radio Boise studios again, and uh, we still have our music by Joey Horton. He's been great. Um, but today we have a special guest. He's a he's not that special. Oh no, <laughs> we love him. He's our he's our he's like number one special. fan. He's our groupie. I was the original groupie. Let the he's the OG show. groupie. Yeah, that's true. So our it's guest weird today, you know, you're walking down the street and he's right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> he follows me everywhere. I follow you. I follow you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so our guest today is Ruben Pedraza, who is also known as my husband. Um, is he? Yeah, he is legally. Well, I just provide for you. I don't know about the title yet. <laughs> well, legally, that's what you are, and yeah. so um, I get to take your stuff. That's thumbs the rules. And <laughs> we um, we wanted to have Ruben on today because um, we're going to be talking about kind of Mexican folklore, Mexican legends, Mexican Scary culture stuff. around yeah Day of the Dead. So this podcast is our Halloween podcast, but. Um, instead of focusing on Halloween, we're going to focus on Day of the Dead. And so Me- um, Ruben's going to be here because he's an actual Mexican person. Yeah. Um, you know, Stamp of approval. Like born and raised in Mexico. Um, El DF. The El DF, the actual yeah. Mexico City, Mexico. I've been there. There's okay. a ton of people there. <laughs> yes, two million. Uh, two million? Two yeah. Well, no. for a while, though, I don't know if it still is, but it was the biggest city in the world. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's the second biggest now. It's the third. Driving in that traffic is scary. It's, I think, India and then... India is not a city, darling. No, but, like, there's a city in India that is the highest populated. Wasn't then there's China. There Tokyo. I, I thought it was Tokyo, Tokyo, then Mexico City. I don't remember. I, was I don't an remember Asian where it's now, but apparently Ruben has a lot of scary stories for us. Maybe. Uh, I have maybe one or two, but they're good. <laughs> <laughs> It's all that matters. It's our marriage. (laughs) It started back in 2009. You guys, he is very lucky to be married to me, okay? Okay, sure. (laughs) I'm lucky. You're the one who's lucky. I'm giving you authentic heritage. I have pulled it up. I want everyone to take a guess what the population of Mexico City is. I say 57 million. I say 10 million. Uh, uh, So in my family, it's 10. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know on top of my head. 21.2 million. Ah. See, I knew there was a two there somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> two million is kind of way off. Yeah. That's Idaho's population. Yeah. yeah. We're like right under two million. So as kids, did you did your parents ever try to scare you or your or uncles or older siblings with certain people? Because I remember as a kid, like my older siblings would always be a kukui. A kukui. And, and uh, yeah. is no is like the boogeyman. Yeah, the uh-huh. boogeyman. But my in my family, we really didn't do much of the kukui. Uh, it was more of like shadows and hearing things and things are moving. And they would just tell us that, oh, did you see that this is moving last night? Or, oh, did you hear the the footsteps upstairs? That's so true. So things like that. Because they think it's real. My mom like would tell me stories really about that, it. like... In her childhood, that she would, people would do that to her, like, oh, we saw a shoe just move by itself. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's a really big difference, though, between like kind of Halloween and then the Mexican version of Dia de los Muertos. When I grew right. up, you know, um, I, I know I saw the difference between the two, and I never really liked Halloween, um, and I really loved Dia de los Muertos. And it was really interesting because I'm not a big candy person. 
And so um, I just remember when I was in sixth grade, I told my parents, like, mother, father, this will be the final year that I will participate as a child in Halloween. And they were like, what, really? And I was like, yes, I have outgrown it. It is something of the past now. I still have not outgrown it. <laughs> I still haven't outgrown it either. <laughs> well, I outgrew it in sixth grade. And I mean, ever since then, I stayed home. If I could wear a cape a costume year-round, I would. Well, I didn't, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, a lot of people like the dress-up and the candy. But to me, Halloween was so, like, malicious. Like, it was, you know, people trying to scare you. It had, like, to it, me, I a very it is. The core mean, of kind of mean-spirited uh, kind of scary. The scary parts were just the movies that we would watch and actually sneak. So if my mom's listening, I didn't watch those when I was in school. But like, you. you know, Halloween to me used to be the scariest movie. You know, even the song, yeah. like the theme song oh, to Halloween yeah. is scary. Um, but and then what was the Jason one? Um, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Friday the 13th. I remember my cousin and I stayed up to watch it and we weren't supposed to. Were and, you too young? Yeah. Did I, it give you nightmares? Uh, yeah. And <laughs> we stayed up and then we ended up staying up all night because we were so scared. And Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but we didn't want to tell my aunt that we stayed up all night because we'd get in trouble because we weren't even supposed to be watching that channel, let alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, we all know kind of the spirit of Halloween. It's just, you know. I don't know. It always left me with kind of this icky feeling and I didn't really like it, even though I dressed up as like a princess and stuff every year. But for me, it was like, I know, of course. I mean, I didn't dress up. I just put my actual like (laughs) uniform on (laughs) once a year. (laughs) I dressed down the rest (laughs) of the year. But I had um, I remember that in the Mexican culture, it's less about kind of like the scary kind of mean spirited side. And it's more about like the actual paranormal side of it. And remembering loved so, ones. Yeah. Remembering loved ones. And then um, if because it's not like they don't recognize Halloween in Mexico. It's still kind like of. It. Yeah. They, it they still exists. Around. It's not as popular. Do but they trick or treat yeah. in Mexico? Yeah, I was asking my mom and she was like, well, I didn't. I'm like, yeah, but you were poor. But did other kids like get to do stuff? So they actually do do a kind of a trick or treat style. So they they're starting to do the American way where they ask for candy. Mm-hmm. And then they're kind of doing like the old school version where they ask for money. So it's Calaverita mm. or something like that. Mm. And they go around and ask her, like, that would Calaverita. And it's like a, like, I don't know, 10 cents or something. But okay, so here's another confession <laughs> now what? for my trick-or-treating day. So for those people who know me know I grew up in Nevada. Mm-hmm. And so just putting it out there, prostitution is legal in Nevada. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and so um, we would sneak off and we would go to these brothels for trick-or-treating, my cousins and I, because they would give you money. Oh. And so... There was seven of them in like one a block radius. So we'd go at the beginning of Halloween and then at the end. And we thought we were just the coolest because we'd come back with like $14. And we're like, dang, that's a lot for a kid. (laughs) Yeah, for a little kid. We were like, whoo. But I think to this day, I've never told my mom that we went. Oh, my God. So you You, took your mom better not listen to this. To a different meaning. (laughs) We uh, we were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, now that I think about it, not a lot of kids got that opportunity because, you know, it's a Nevada thing. But, yeah, we would do that, and we thought we were, like, so cool because we snuck over there, and, you know, they would just hand you your cash because, for some reason, they didn't have candy. And Interesting. But for me, but I think in our culture, you know, the other Los Muertos is obviously more celebrated, um, but I think we're Americanized culturally with trick-or-treating and all that stuff. But I think our stories... From our culture, for me personally, I think are a lot scarier than yeah. non-Mexican. They feel more real. Yeah, they. You, you, I don't know. Just kind of like gives you the goosebumps and the mm-hmm. hair raising, and because yeah. like you said, they feel like oh my god, this really did happen. Yeah. 
They feel, they, yeah, it's kind of like watching an episode of Paranormal Investigations or something where it just kind of feels a lot more real instead of like this, oh, there were witches and they put a spell on a little boy yeah. and then he grew wings or something. And I did ask my mom last night, I'm like, can you tell me some of your sc- favorite scary stories? And she just went completely off topic and started talking about her favorite villain from a telenovela. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> that helps me. It's scary. <laughs> to them, it's, it's something real and something that they don't want to mess around. Yeah. And she's like, well, she was really me. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't help me any. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. And that's kind of the way it is. They they talk a little bit more about like Santeria and Brujerias yeah. and Brujeria you know, yeah, witchcraft and all this. They, they talk more about that. Like, oh my gosh, it actually happened. My uncle saw a ghost and my other uncle it's always like somebody's aunt or and uncle there's always a cousin. witness to it so that yeah exactly like, and such and such saw it so it did happen yeah so it's for reals that's how you know it's for reals a lot of folklore yeah so i think the the biggest one that i think that most people know about as far as that goes is la llorona right and i think it's because it was wasn't it recently made into a movie here in the u.s mm-hmm. kind of i think it was based on some of it um was i have it? i didn't see it but i didn't either Maybe. I don't think they even had any very many like Latinos on cat. Right, that's what I don't think was, they had any. What? <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. saying Yeah. <laughs> you're saying white people did this? My <laughs> people did this? We it's hard you, to believe Ash. in Hollywood, I know. <laughs> I did this. I'll I'll make some calls. <laughs> Thank you. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. Get your people in line. I just talked to white people, they said they don't care. <laughs> Wow. Well, you did as much as you could. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ash. Thank yes. you. <laughs> but yeah, La Llorona, you know who did a really good job last year at Dia de los Muertos at Jump? Um, Norma Pintar and Ana Shaktel, who are well known in our Hispanic pop community here. They put on um, kind of a skit slash play at the Dia de los Muertos event. It was a mixture of live action and animation. So they'd go they'd have a big screen and they'd show a little bit of the animation and then they'd do the live. And it really told the story of how La Llorona came to be and why mm-hmm. she, you know, goes around haunting and stuff. And they did a really, really good job with it. Wow. Sounds like I really missed out. So yeah. according to them, what is that whole story? She um, fell in love with this woman, La Llorona, fell in love with this guy and he um, married, they got married, but he also show, started showing affection to other women and just they didn't flat out say it, but he cheated on her, and so out of allegedly, yes, allegedly, <laughs> he she was him. really she got really well pissed off, and she ended up drowning her kids, and because she kind of lost it, she went crazy, mm-hmm. and so then when she came back, she regretted it, and apparently part of her um, what is it punishment is for her to rule just around the world looking for her kids and so that's the story that people you know they say like oh we're out in the woods and we saw her or Mm -hmm. because i think she took them out and drowned them i can't remember in the river in a river and so you see her more where there's like water like ponds right and and the the idea is that if you get too close and you're a child she'll grab you and drown you yeah she's she's like it doesn't sound like she lost it i think she was already gone yeah, and I think that's really the reason why the, story, the husband just left. You're like, nope, story, I'm out. You know, I, I'm in really story, uncomfortable with how much you're defending this husband. I'm just saying. Like, in the story, she she was getting very, really jealous of every, any kind of affection because she didn't want just anybody. She wanted this guy because like, he was like... Obsession? Kind of. See? But, I'm um, telling you. But yeah, he so don't cheated. be looking around. <laughs> Bad things will happen. <laughs> He cheated, and not just allegedly, he cheated, and that's what caused her to haunt little Mexican kids. 
Mm-hmm. And she has a... Well, apparently white kids know because of that movie. She, <laughs> <laughs> and we all know how that goes. <laughs> and so she has like a distinctive like, ooh, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, wailing, moaning thing. And that's supposedly how you're supposed to know who La Llorona is. And so in Mexico, you know, they they really believe in these kinds of ghost stories well, There's and a stuff. song called La Llorona. Well, yeah, I mean, and she's she's really, she's real big in the culture, but... Um, I saw a video where these these kids were pranking in the streets of Mexico. <laughs> so the kids nowadays so they had don't a care boombox. They had like a old. big stereo that they were just running through the streets at night, and it was La Llorona making the moaning oh noise, like and they were like laughing, laughing. <laughs> and running through the streets. I'm like, so you I don't know what that easily. does to Mexicans. So, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, kids these days. But a lot of people, yeah, like that was something I think a lot of. Hispanic parents, Latino parents kind of used to scare their kids too was less the story of La Llorona. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of just like if you're a bad kid, um, La Llorona will target or you. Cucuy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know much about the cucuy. Can you tell me about that? The cucuy, I looked him up when we were talking about this episode and they um, basically kind of the same, st- kind of in the same spirit of um, things. He um, ends up killing his kids um he's home alone with the kids and they're misbehaving and i think there's five of them is what i read i can't remember so don't quote me on that piece but um so he locks them in a closet uh, for punishment because they were just misbehaving and he forgets that they're in there and he takes off to go run some errands and when he comes back the house is burned down and so um again he goes around um trying to burn naughty kids because that's who they are but um a lot of people compare him to the boogeyman Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't really know the story of the boogeyman either. It's the same sort of just like kind of, he's yeah. just gonna get you. It's just not a good, it's just not a good scenario for you as a child. But most of these stories, um, these scary stories, really kind of remind me of like a country song. It's always somebody did somebody else wrong, and now they're back. Know, they're punished to eternity to haunt for yeah. kids of what you did. Well, and that's what I was kind of saying earlier. Like it's nothing. It's not fantastical. It, these are all very plausible situations where you're like, yeah, that could absolutely have actually happened. And so that's what makes it feel a little bit more real. Like, um, Well, brujeria, um, you know, witchcraft, there's a lot of parts in our culture that people truly believe in a lot of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course. And so it is. it just kind of just gives you the chills when people talk about certain things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. And it's always backed up with like, well, my cousin saw it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, my cousin's ex-wife's college roommate's yeah. daughter saw it, so totally it has to be true. It. Yeah, they're so serious. <laughs> well, now that you guys are talking about brujeria, uh, I've seen it, and it's, I know it sounds dumb, but it, it's, I, uh, Did it scare you? Yeah, it scares you, because you see it firsthand, and there's no explanation. Are you allowed like, to talk what? about it? Because <laughs> uh, I kind of feel like you're bringing the haunting into the studio. I can't talk, like, personally... Uh, I was told to not tell who it was, but from what I saw... Oh, my God. I think I know uh, who it was. It, it wasn't me. I have no <laughs> idea what he's talking about. She's in here. She's straight here. <laughs> All of a sudden, why are the lights uh, No, there was the, this family member that I know personally, and we were growing up, and uh, there were some very paranormal activities that were really hard to explain. And she explained them to me that why they were happening. Um, and it was like she would know very specific details about random people. And like people we haven't seen in or heard of or we would just go around, for example, the city 
And this person said that she would talk to um, her, um, how was it, her spirit or her guardian angel was kind of a Native American um, or Indian, like kind of a... Mexican Indian, maybe? Yeah. And it was healing powers as well. So she knew how to heal people and talk to them without they even telling them who they were. And this person... Several times, I, I kid you not, has cured me <laughs> from things that doctors from Mexico have not been able to diagnose or been able to cure with modern medicine. Um, family members that are close to me have also been sick and because of this other family member were able to. And then there's things that you can't explain, but there's some modern medicine that wasn't able to cure some of these members. Or these modern medicine doctors, like where were, it was expensive to go and see them, uh, will say, oh, you only have a week, and they're still living. <laughs> well, it's not just scary stories. If you remember the movie La Bamba, when he crossed over to Tijuana, and they gave him that snake stuff to help the his fear of Coyote or something. Yeah. yeah so. And that's been used um, in Native cultures for mm-hmm. centuries. Um, the You know hallucinogenic mushrooms things like that they use those for spiritual things i scare way too easy for a lot of that stuff like then why do you like halloween so much for me well halloween to me is not about not as an adult it's not really a scary thing like um it's really about dressing up and going with friends to parties doing you know i love being the cool house too on halloween night Mm. and being the one that the kids love coming to my house like i've done really cool things to give out last year what did we give out i can't remember i think we gave out coke with pop rocks you know, oh, and yeah. we gave out um, <laughs> destroy <their> children's <laughs> stomachs. Yeah. So, we, so you gave out crime. Well, you gave out crime. <laughs> I hate crime. Is what you gave out. I hate kids. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, one year I gave out Pez dispensers, which is that was funny because none of the kids knew what those were. It was what? the adults that were like, "That's so, so cool." Have you noticed that JJ is doing the exact same thing? He's trying to remember earlier. He asked his mom ghost stories and then we're talking about ghost stories and, and what she is talked about novelas and talk about novelas and now we're talking about ghost stories and what is Gigi talking about I don't like being changing, <laughs> changing but I did look up uh, no, no, no. Oh. I did look up a folklore about before for this um, and I have to give a shout out to Voodoo Daddy who is the one that put it out on Twitter because I was going to do a totally different um, thing but he was teaching or he put out about La Lechusa do you, have you guys heard of La Lechusa it's um shape-shifting witch that a lot of people have seen mainly in Mexico and Texas for the most part and it's usually when you're driving that they see it and um, people will be driving and suddenly like their car will just stop and they'll see like this huge like human-sized either owl or eagle and usually has um, a witch's face or a a female's face on there and um, as soon as the creature flies off whatever their car goes back to normal some people have been driving and like all of a sudden like their doors start opening and shutting opening and shutting and then they see this um creature really and then and but as but once the creature flies away um you know everything goes back to normal and again i should hire that chick for my auto body (laughs) so things will break and they're like yeah step right off and then just fix it again and again you know (laughs) they make a noise of human whistle or crying infant in order to get your attention too Ah. And so, and I find that a lot of these stories they use 
that crying infant to get your attention. That would get my attention. And so, and, um, but a lot of people have said that's either like a huge owls, the one that's the most common. And for me also owls, I've just always been scared of them because of stories my mom told me as a kid. You've been scared of owls? Yeah. Um, my mom as a kid would tell me that if an owl keeps you awake at night, death is coming. Really? Yeah. Really? And so, cause she was just, and then of course, one of her friends comes over like a few, I don't know, weeks later. And she was saying that now kept her up all night. And like a day later, her mom died. And I was like, oh my God. Oh. Uh, well, for me, it was, it wasn't an owl. It was dogs. If so if you hear, you yeah, if there's a dog or neighbor's dog or something that keeps barking, it's because death was around the corner. And I've seen it. Well, not literally like the person, but there's been three scenarios or three cases where dogs been keeping me up at my grandma's house or at my house and Do you freak out uh i yeah i would freak out but the freaky part was that the next day like a neighbor would die or something like it will like either be dead because they're old or they were dead no. because they got stabbed kept up but a lot by dogs like the i don't know but the three times that dogs have been annoying uh i've seen like the following day death some people about this lechuza I'm reading right now say if you hear the sound of the lechuza, you're you are not only in danger of becoming their meal, but um, it's they believe it's an omen. Someone in your family is going to die as well. That's a lot of death. So I think a lot of uh, a lot of people know about um, la chupacabra. Mm-hmm. Kind of talking about dogs. And I think that's really known, but that's not really like a story. That's like a, a like creature. allegedly a, that's like just like a legendary creature. That, you know, at, well, the stories are typically like, oh, you're driving along the road and you're like, oh, it's a coyote. But then you take a good look and you're like, that's not, not a coyote. coyote. And then it turns out it's the chupacabra. And then supposedly bad things happen to you after that. You know, because the chupacabra literally translates to a goat sucker, something that sucks. And that was the idea. Like it would kill goats and just suck the blood out of the goats. Only the blood. And yeah, and only the blood. That's and the leave, only thing that like, blood. And the, the, <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> and then the so the idea is that it was also like this bringer of death and bad luck and it'll destroy your crops and stuff and that's why they call it el chupacabra but it's not as much of like a legend as it is just kind of like a figure so it's funny because like you know for halloween is more about scary stuff but the other is muertos really is not supposed to be scary right no yes that's correct. Like it's not supposed to. It's yeah. just uh, remembering. It's it's kind of beautiful. I've always thought it was very beautiful, and I, finally, I think people are starting to sort of get what it is actually because of, because of Coco. Before, I think people knew about it. They just knew the aesthetic of it. They knew the sugar skulls, and they just knew that it was colorful and pretty. But they didn't really understand. So my what mom, it was. everybody calls her Coco. Oh really? And Did so, she look like the grandma and Coco? No. Oh, okay. but it was just funny because her grandkids got to take her to go see Coco, and it was such a big deal for them. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. nice. But yeah, that movie did kind of, I think, open a lot of eyes. And originally, that movie was going to be called The Los Muertos. They just couldn't get the rights to that name. That makes of sense. And they so, could. I, well, they could get the rights, but I, um, Latinos. We're not yeah, I mean, not want that. Yeah, imagine how pissed we'd be like, right? And so, if every time we said the other los muertos, now it Disney mark. makes money. Yeah, yeah. And so, luckily, they changed their mind and went with a different name. But that I think opened not just I think 
non-Latinos, I think a lot of even Latinos were like, oh, I didn't realize this too. I don't think it was not just non-Latinos that had their eyes open with that movie. Oh, really? Because I know I didn't know a lot about the crossing over and all that stuff. Hmm. Well, I think that part, like, you know, that was Disney-ified. The part with the computer and they scan you. Well, I mean, not that part. That's, yeah, I mean, that's well, no. just that's Disney-fied. <laughs> I kind of got that, that that was Disney-fied, but I meant like... It wasn't a live-action movie. Yeah, I, didn't, <laughs> it wasn't I, like, I didn't know that, like, you know, you had to keep... In order to keep somebody's memory, you had to keep a picture and all that stuff. And Oh, really? Well, yeah. That's, 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 as long as I could remember you, like, to me... Well, that's the... It's, yeah. To me, I'd rather have somebody's... And this is going to sound creepy, but I'd rather be able to remember somebody's voice. I think there's enough pictures of me. Like, my dad passed away a while back, and I wish I could... Sometimes I don't remember what his voice sounded like. Mm. Well, I think as, as we have more technology, we're able to adjust how we want yeah. to be remembered. But That's true. Like, my core person who taught me all this was my grandma, and they didn't even have videos or photographs. So just she the fact... She was just a really good storyteller. Yeah, she was just a good storyteller, so... Just by telling us how this person looked and and then they came up with photos and then one photo is like really hard to get. And I think maybe now that we're becoming more, now it's going to be like little videos of, oh, this is how so-and-so was. So and who scared you or what scared you the most as a kid when you, was there like a certain, both of you, like who, what was the most scary like for you? Was it like a scary movie or was it a story that you're... For Grandma me, told you, or the the scariest moment in my life was when I married a person, oh my God. <laughs> and forgetting the anniversary that was really scary. Oh, yeah, that one you should have feared for your life. <laughs> no, uh, for me, it's not necessarily just a specific story, but just the culture that it is that the presence of a paranormal things that you can't explain exist. And it's it's really hard to explain until you live it. So the best way I can explain or give an example is like um, when you go to Twitter or Facebook, that when you, you, you surround yourself with certain type of people in a certain kind of environment, so what you're looking for is what you find. So your own crowd, your own bubble, you know, gives you the evidence that you are looking for. So, so when you're you're not scared, but then they prove you like, oh, did you see this? I'm like, no. And it's like, okay, watch it again. And then it happens, and you're like, oh, okay, now I'm well, starting to like, question it's like it. like that movie from way back when where supposedly there's like a ghost in the background, and they didn't see it when they were filming it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was um, <clears throat> The Wizard of Oz. They thought there was somebody hanging in the oh, back no, when they were no, mine's more like discovering three men the and a baby, man. I think, is what they said. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. And one I remember too. as like a little oh, kid yeah. renting that movie and, and you watching see it, it. And you pause yeah. and you're like, whoa, there yeah. is somebody there. Well, yeah, yeah but, but then I, it comes out as it was like a prop in the that they hadn't I, fully put away. Well, yeah, but like how long did it take for that to come out? Because for a long time, it's like here, free marketing. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I guess. It helped with video rentals. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, but like it's not the same in Mexico. The, the, the marketing is not as. As it's not the same type of market there than here. Because uh -huh. why do you think they haven't made a true La Llorona movie like from Mexico? Because it's or have they? No, I, if they did, they couldn't release it because something bad happened. Because there's always there's always that 
legend or that kind of if you profit out of the dead, then you're going to be punished. Oh, wow. Kind of a thing. That, I have heard that. Yeah. So like, that's so always... Both of us are like, just like, and people, like, oh, yeah. And people who have tried to do that, there was this recently, I don't know, I mean recently, like in the past 20 years, there was this famous comedian who wanted to play um, tough and he said, no, I don't believe in ghosts and they won't do crap to me. And he was a skeptic. Yeah, a skeptic like a Rebecca. Yeah. And then he went to the cemetery. He videotaped. It could have all been a prop. And then he got scared. He recorded it. And you can even find it online. And like, um, I don't know, like a week later, he started saying that things weren't going well for his life. And ever since he released those videos or that video of him being in the cemetery, he hasn't been able to achieve that type of success anymore. And now he's trying to be a YouTuber, but everybody's making fun of him. Like, yeah, no, we don't we don't take you serious. So one way or another, it's always you, you don't mess with that. And like the core belief of any Hispanic person or Mexican are always like, yeah, no, let's not talk about it. So have either of you guys seen or experienced anything here in Idaho that's kind of... That's kind of... Well, paranormal-ish, scary, <laughs> um, ghostly. You said that you no. once saw a trampoline. Yeah. A trampoline. I think that was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's okay, so scary. Let, let's tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, when I was... It was just when I was a little kid, we had a trampoline in our backyard. And I just remember that... I was like washing dishes or something and there was a window in the kitchen and I could see out and I could see the trampoline, but it was just out of like the corner of my eye, my peripheral. And every time I started washing the dishes, I saw like out of the corner, you know how you can, you try to focus on like your peripheral where um, you try not to look, but you're like sort of focusing on it. But I could see like people jumping on the trampoline, like the little feet, you know how when it goes in, the little feet you can see on the bottom. It looked like there was a few kids jumping on the trampoline, but there was nobody out there. So every time I actually looked, it was just, it just stopped. And I was like, oh, wow, the, the light is like playing tricks on me. Like it must be bending in the window weird or something. So I went back to washing my dishes and I, it just kept happening. And I just kept, and every time I would look, I was like, I swear, it looks like there are feet there. But it was in the middle of the day. And I even went outside and looked around and I was like, are there like people here? And they're that's just pranking us. You go outside. Well, yeah, you she's know, really skeptical. By the way. And I, yeah, she's and that's the care. thing is, I don't get scared. You'd be the first person killed in a scary movie. I would. I know. I would. That's why I'm like, I'm I feel out. like you guys <laughs> are just being little babies. Let me check it out. It's like, this baby's going to survive. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I'd be the first person to go into a place. Your parents' house for a couple of times. That place is haunted. Like, actually, <laughs> there was legit times when me and Rebecca were downstairs just watching, not even loud TV, and we clearly would hear footsteps upstairs. It sounded like no. And it really was. It's like a lady in heels. We could very distinctly hear it the, going from we, one end to the other, and we'd look at each other like, "Is somebody here?" And then we even thought at some point it was Maya, our and, cat, our cat. And we're like, well, maybe Maya's doing a kind of a weird now noise or maybe something. Put a camera up there or something. And uh, who the heck can afford stupid cameras for paranormal <laughs> filming? <laughs> and it, there was several times where several, all yeah. three of us were just there, and we can clearly it's hear so, something. But it was so distinctive. Like and we, we could, would both just be like, and it would. We'd also have like trippy trippy scenarios where like a door would be like a cabinet door would be open and we're like 
I swear that wasn't open a second ago. Yeah. But it wasn't creepy. It was just kind of like, uh, you just whatever. can't really explain it. It's, um, you know, it just, it wasn't creepy. It, it, but it's definitely, you, I just, we don't know how it's supposed to there, It's very distinctive footsteps. Like it's not, you know, something outside or like it was so, we know what it sounds like because we've been there when people are there. We know, and it was just And it wouldn't happen at the same time. So you can... Say, oh, it's going to be at 8 o'clock. Later. Or, yeah, so it was just random. Like, it was, sometimes it'll be at 2 in the morning. Sometimes it'll yeah, be at 9. Like all the time. So it was just, and it wasn't the same day, or it was just be random. When you, I think when you least expect it, or when you're yeah, paying attention. Yeah, it was just really normal. And we were yeah. like, huh. 6 p.m. watching Netflix, and someone's upstairs. But there's nobody home. Wow. It's wild. We just, it was this yeah. one time, my friend and I, this is when I lived in Nampa, and we were at the movies here in Boise, and we were driving back to Nampa, but instead of taking the freeway for some reason, we decided we would take Franklin Road back to Nampa. And as we were driving, um, somebody jumped in front of me, and I slammed on the brakes. And then when we both looked, there was nobody there, and the only, there was only fields there. So we're like, did this person run into the field? What happened? But he's like, there's just no way that he could have run into the fields. It was like right before... Um, the cheese factory, you know, where they have oh, those yeah, fields. Those. And we're like, what happened? Like, we got out of the car, we looked everywhere, and there was nobody there. But we're like, we both saw this person. We had to slam on the brakes to stop because it was like a late movie. So it was like around midnight when we drove home. And so it was just kind of freaky because we're like, who was there? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I, that's how it happened. No, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it probably has, but I just, I just always think it's a person because I seen people like, oh, that's weird at three in the morning too. Like, to meet people, okay, yeah, never, like because like you think we would have seen him or that's what we think it was a he run into the field, but I mean, because still not kind of a distance to get that far. So, but it was just weird. It was because like it was all of a sudden it was there. We slam on the brakes and then gone. Yeah, it, well, for me, it has... It's just haunted, because that house you were talking about is in it's the 2C. It's in Nampa, yeah. You know, this happened in the 2C. So, yeah, well, well for me, there's actually out. one of those that actually happened to me, where it was around, uh, you know where uh, Skyview is in Nampa? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There's... <laughs> I am seeing a trend. <laughs> it was around, I don't remember what road it was, um, but I was just driving in the daytime, and I saw this, like, kind of a jogger... But I didn't see the face. It was just he was just standing like kind of a. I thought it was a white person with the because only white people wear trenches. No, no offense, white males. <laughs> they wear they wear those weird long kind of like I don't know hats, and then you know the, long the hats. Long, not the long hats, but like the round ones. Round hats. Yeah. What are you talking about? Like a cowboy hat. Yeah, kind of, but like more form formal. Oh, I kind of think I know what you're talking about. Like a reporter's hat, huh? like a fedora. Yeah, kind of like, okay. more, like a reporter's like hat. Yeah, maybe? yeah, more like that. And it just had like a yeah, it will be yeah, it would be more like a journalist because it had a know. trench coat, <laughs> but he was all black and the, I couldn't see the neck either. But he was just standing like this, and I saw like dr- as I was driving. So I, I every time I see anybody on the side of the road, I always kind of drive to the next lane to not cause an accident or whatever. So I always do that. And then as I emerged back to the lane, I look in my rear mirror and I didn't see it. And I was like, huh, I guess it was probably like a post or something that I thought it was a person. And I just kept on driving, but see, but it wasn't, a, it wasn't in the middle of the night. It wasn't a day. Yeah. So my friend and I, we so were I was like, because we're like, 
where did this person go? Like, just, there's nobody in this. Like, I mean, because it wasn't like yeah, so a field I, that's like high that you could hide unless you just drop to the ground. So then, do you guys believe in ghosts after all these stories that you've told? Sometimes I do. I don't. By messing with it. <laughs> Very Mexican so, of you. I, you like, know, I am I, I, no ghost, but I am. It's inter- <laughs> for me, I, I feel that once you die, you die. There, You don't leave anything. I don't believe in spirits. I don't believe in the paranormal. But However, unexplainable there, there is some things that have happened in my life or I've seen or I've done where I'm like, ha, huh, that's a little weird. So one, one thing, one example or one theory I did was that on for Day of the Dead, you know how you put out the ofrenda and it's food, every person's favorite food, drink, and everything that they take with them before uh, go back to the underworld. I was very skeptical, and I've always been very skeptical about that. And I was like, yeah, sure, ghosts come and take our food and then just whatever. But every year, me and my aunt will grab, and I've tried everything, but we will grab the same candy from the same store, buy two exact ones. We'll put one in the ofrenda and one, like, not even in the refrigerator or anything, just aside. Not in the ofrenda, but, like, in another table. And every single time we put the other food, it tasted different. And the one that you always put in the ofrenda, it doesn't taste like... Uh, um, it just tastes dry, and it tastes like it doesn't have any flavor. But they didn't take it. No, well, they don't. They can't physically take it. They take the spirit of the. They take the like sazon or kind of like the. You know, like hocus pocus when they take the. They did the. God, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. When they enchanted or whatever the kids, and then just take the spirit kind of a thing, and then you go twist the bones, and then the back. Oh my God, you guys need to see his dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I'm, Yo, is, that traumatized me because that happens, man. <laughs> <laughs> like the ghosts come, and then you just go. So when you do an altar then for Dia de los Muertos, is that what you're doing as an ofrenda? Because they always told mm-hmm. me, bring like your favorite things. And my dad loved nopales more than anybody I know. Mm-hmm. And so I had a bunch of nopales on my, <laughs> um, on my altar, but I didn't know that it was an ofrenda. I just thought, oh, this is what he liked, so I'm going to put all these things out there. Yeah, well, I also did like, because he was a huge Taster's Choice coffee, so I had a lot of Taster's Choice brand coffee stuff out there and stuff but I didn't realize it was an ofrenda I guess I need to educate myself more <laughs> well that I mean that's why they call it an ofrenda the I mean ofrenda is what they call the altar that you you put up and so it's essentially like you're offering to whoever it is that you're remembering on that day and I think it's really lovely I really do think on the, the day of the dead you have the ofrenda you have their picture and you fill this this altar this ofrenda with the things that they loved you really feel connected with them again and you're like oh man I remember so, my grandpa used to drink this I remember all the good times that we had like you also even kind of even get like a smell of things like mm-hmm. I started like kind of smelling like oh my dad's coffee yeah. in the morning mm-hmm. smells so good or you know I hated the smell of nobody's but you know it still brought good memories back yeah so do you know why they do food and offering why well it starts I don't know how many people tell the story but from my family and it started, uh, there's a combination between the kind of native, native uh, like Aztecs and um, Spanish kind of uh, religion. But long story short is that they have enough food and water to 
accompany them or take with them for their journey to go to the other world. So they have enough so uh, enough to, for their travels. For their travels, exactly. Oh. So and one thing, and then they come each time back because they're that's the one time the doors open from the underworld, so they are able to come back to only so, if somebody's remembering them. Yeah, I saw the movie. Well, yeah, only if, but they're <laughs> it existed like that they're before never forgotten. Disney. Technically, they're never forgotten. <laughs> well, that well, that's the thing is they if they are forgotten. That's Coco's version. No, no, no. I thought that that's how oh. it was. Like as soon as they're forgotten, that's when you truly st- like stop existing. Uh-huh. That's how it was always told to me. <laughs> well, we yeah, all so that's why you want to always yeah. remember all your ancestors. Like the more people that are on your, your ofrenda, tias, your abuelas, your all of them, yeah, and their tias and then their grandfathers, you want to remember them all because once they stop being remembered. You know, if they can't even exist as a memory, then they they don't exist as anything right. anymore. Right. That's how it was always so explained to me. So here in Idaho, where do you guys like to go to celebrate the other muertos? Like, what's where, have you gone to some like really cool ones? Here? Yeah, in the past we've we've been to a few, and I like that they're really family friendly usually. Yes. Um, so we've taken our son. Um, in the past, and we go to um, every year they have the one at the Cloverdale Funeral Home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a, a bunch of different organizations that put it together, but they also have a lot of um, sort of like commercial type, you know, businesses that have like stands there, but then they also have, you know, food trucks. They have all the, and all of them kind of really get into the spirit. So all of them have kind of their own ofrendas for at their little booths. Um, they have face paintings so you can paint the school candies on yourself or your kids they have champurrado they have lots of different foods they have entertainment live entertainment it's it's a pretty good time you know and it's free to go um by the time this podcast comes out that event will have already happened um and so, so we with can't. the one at the cultural center yeah and there's there's one at the um, hispanic cultural center that is going on um the week of the 21st through the 26th which is um, there's there's a lot of things that were happening in that one too, um, but that's already going to be done by the time this recording comes out too. Um, but there is one that's coming up yes. that we can talk about that and still I'm hasn't happened. I'm going to have an altar there with our friend Yanira, who you guys met, our listeners met previously. She's with Radio Rancho, uh-huh. and um, barely enough, we decided to join forces because previous years everybody else has these huge altars and ours were always kind of really tiny and <laughs> so we're like why don't we just join forces so ours isn't as tiny oh, okay, um, good. but um jump puts on a really great um the other those muertos they all these floors and they invite all these schools like, like you said it's family friendly so a lot of mm-hmm. schools and bring a lot of their students to it and it's a couple days long nice. um, but they too have a lot of performances like i said earlier in the podcast they did a la llorona um skit slash play are they gonna do thing. that again this year because i don't know like but it was a really great performance see. um and then they have um they have dancers. They have all kinds of different kinds of dancers. They have folkloric dancers. They have, you know, Aztec dancers. They have all kinds of stuff. And I think they have face painting there, like you said, with the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just huge. And you just see these people, like, they just put so much work and the talent that these people have to put these altars. It's a mm-hmm. work of art, mm-hmm. what they do with them. Because, you know, they go from, you know, remembering something, but then it's all huge. It's glittery. It's, you know, flashy, but in a great way to pay respect to somebody who's passed away that's awesome that's awesome and i think um that's probably a really good note to end this podcast on is to attend that 
Um, you know, we're always wanting to encourage everybody to learn a little bit more about our culture. This is very specific to Mexico, Dia de los Muertos. Um, so we'll we'll be a little bit more open to uh, Latin American countries who are not Mexico as the podcast goes on. Um, but Dia de los Muertos is it's beautiful. Um, I mean, it's aesthetically it's beautiful. It's just it always left me with a beautiful feeling, and it's a very different kind of approach to death than Halloween. Um, and Halloween's traditionally scary. Yeah, yeah. And this isn't scary. No, this is more about remembering loved ones. Yeah, and really, it kind of makes you feel nice that, you know, well, when I pass, people will remember me and they'll they'll put Maybe. the things that I loved. And Maybe. Not you. I don't. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> not you. <laughs> so anyway, we'll, um, let's go ahead and wrap up. Unless you have anything else. Thank you for I just want to thank guys. our fan for coming on today. <laughs> I like to call him El Groupie. El Groupie. <laughs> I think that should be my card. Yes. El Groupie. El Groupie. El groupie. <laughs> yes. So thank you, uh, Ruben, for coming on. Thanks for telling us um, your stories. And, and we sympathize with you. And, you know, maybe you'll never come on again because you weren't very nice to me. <laughs> I don't know. He might just replace you as a co-host. Yeah, yeah over, <laughs> over my dead Dia de los Muertos body. <laughs> okay, well, thank you again uh, to everybody for listening. Uh, happy Halloween. Happy Dia de los Muertos. You can follow us on um, Twitter at The Latino Card. We're very active. You can also message us on Facebook. We've been getting um, a lot more engagement on our Facebook page, uh, The Latino Card on Facebook as well. JJ, Ash, and I are all very active on Twitter as well. And we will see you all in the next podcast. Hasta luego. Bye.